Hey, everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code PODCAST23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use PODCAST23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com, use podcast 23. We'll see you guys out there. All right, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jacob Gettens. Welcome back to The Editor Zone, the official podcast of Formula Drift. Uh, today, we have the big winner from ProSpec in New Jersey, Cole Richards. What's going on, what's dude? What's up? Not much, man. Not much. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's going. No? <laughs> Did uh, did you get caught up in any like the weird flight stuff coming out of New Jersey? I heard a bunch of people had flights canceled. All of my crew guys got home kind of before that even happened, and then I drove back. Okay. So it's pretty much good. Nice, nice. How 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 long was that drive? It was about thirteen or so hours. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, I can do it in like eight. and it's like, "You can, but not in a rig. Rig is a very different beast. Forty no. foot trailer. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it's. Little different. What what route do you end up taking from New Jersey down? Uh, I took the same way up and down. I think I took eighty one up, and it was pretty okay. pretty nice. Yeah, that's not a not too bad. I've done like I've done the drive from basically Detroit down to uh, Atlanta a few times now, and like I'll always try and take a different way. Like sometimes yeah. go to the mountains, sometimes go around them. Like mountains are nice, except for like the most of the time when there's an accident. You're like stuck on a grade. Yeah, I try and just stick to the highways, especially with a uh, trailer. It's not fun getting stuck <laughs> in the middle yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, that's a good point. Did you have any blowouts or anything or everything go pretty well? Knock on wood, I haven't had anything happen to this trailer. And I bought it like two weeks before I went to California to train with Taka and Yoshi at Drift School USA. So I okay, didn't even gotcha. look at the trailer. I just bought it sight on scene. And it's been perfect. Were you... Uh... Was that when you were ripping the 86 around? Was that you driving that? When? Uh, it was a while ago. I think, uh, man, it might have been a couple of years ago. I, th- I thought it was up at, at Willow. His white 86 or yeah. the FRS 86? <laughs> oh, sorry. The, like <laughs> AE86. My bad. My bad. I realized that, yeah, that's that, that was not specific. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started with Taka and Yoshi in about... Uh, August of 21 and he started me with his white AE86 and yep. I was just driving that doing little donuts and figure eights it's I, I think honestly like anybody getting into drifting should start at least with like a short wheelbase car because I feel like you can learn yeah. so much from it yeah the horsepower no wheelbase it's best of both worlds yeah. and it's still super fun to drive which I don't know that's a hot take I think <laughs> Low horsepower phones. But that they're fun to drive? Yeah, EA6s, Miatas, they're fun to drive, but I don't think no one likes to drive them. I I mean, it's they're just twitchy and and kind of like a handful, right? Like you can't, they bite back really quick. Yeah, you have to just commit for everything. And I think it's so much fun. Yeah. Did you ever drift your Miata? I never actually took it to a drift event i did a little okay you know skids here and there but i've never yeah. or i never took it to a uh, actual drift event i wish i did okay yeah just yeah the the usual parking lot yeah and stuff yeah no that's fair yeah they're they're the same thing very similar to the ae86 like just 
low power. Mm. Although, I mean, you did have a, a decent sized turbo on that one. So it only made like 120 horsepower. <laughs> That's all you yeah. need, man. <laughs> I will say that the paint scheme was, was pretty sick on that though. Yeah, it was a, that was definitely a jump because no one liked that color combo, especially with the, the green and the purple color change. And then I put the bronze yeah. rims on it and everyone started freaking out, freaking out about it. Hmm. That's, that's what set it off was just having bronze yeah. wheels. Huh. It's weird how like that one thing ties it in. Cause like really, if you're going like, you know, green and purple, I'm not a color master by any means. Nobody respects my style, but like, I, I wouldn't think that bronze would really make that pop off, but I guess there's kind of like a bronze undertone to it. Yeah. Like on the actual paint itself, right? Yeah. You either loved the car or you hated it. And a lot of yeah, people loved fair. it. Well, I did I did see that most Hurricanes weren't a giant fan of it. So Yeah, yeah. Hurricane, I think it was Hurricane Ian. It was the one with the the yellow P1 that floated around. It was that hurricane. Mm -hmm. That was about like uh 30 minutes from my house in Florida. Jesus. Yeah. So what what I guess like what all happened with that? Like were you were you in Florida at the time or were you so up in Georgia? I was up in Georgia. My dad's house and his business is in Florida and everything just got ruined. Like there is six feet of water everywhere. Jesus. Yeah. It, it was Welcome wild. to Naples, right? Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That that sucks. Did you do uh, did you do decently on insurance with that? Like did that help with anything else? No, they really just told us to goof off basically insurance didn't really cover anything yeah i i would assume getting like flood damage in naples is probably not the not the easiest thing in the world i don't think so no yeah i i, I would assume most places are not gonna have that as a regular line item. yeah but huh did you do you spend much time in florida now or do you like that kind of split between the two mostly i'm just in my shop up in georgia um Ron Eworth is based in Georgia as well. So I'm kind of here with the drift cars and him. Right. How did, because you, you test drove, I mean, we're basically going right into the, the GT86. Now, is it, is it a Scion badged or is it an actual Scion badge? You know what the VIN is? There's no, it's weird because it's two chassis kind of put into one. It's okay. weird. So it's like a BRZ and a FRS combined into one when he built the car back in the day. Gotcha. Because he's he had that for a while before you were into it. It'd be a couple of years before you got into it, right? Yeah, he built that car in 2014. I think it was him and Dai Yoshiharda. I can't pronounce mm -hmm. names, but I think they were the first two people to build the FRS. Yeah. I, I'm Something like that. Fairly certain. Yeah, it was like the tur blue turn 14 one that Dai was running. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember like that was a very, very new chassis. And then to see somebody kind of almost immediately pull the engine out, throw, you know, a big LS in it and be like, okay, cool. This is what it is now. Yep. That's a style. <laughs> yeah. I, and it, and it stayed, it stayed black pretty much since day one, right? Yeah. It's always been black. Um, I think the two chassis were both red, but then he just sprayed it black and it's been black ever since. Okay. So how did you, how'd you get tied in with him? Like how'd that, what's that story? Um, so I kind of progressed through Taka and Yoshi's program very fairly quickly, and I kind of decided I needed my own car. So really long story short, my mom was getting tires for her Jeep at a local place in Georgia, and they got to talking about me and drifting, and I'm just getting started. 
And they actually knew Ron Eworth from him taking tires to them and getting mounted, balanced, all of that. So the people at the tire store just gave uh, gave away Ron's address to my mom. And my mom just knocked on his shop door and said, hey, my son's drifting. I heard you drifted as well. Do you think you could help us out? And he just said, yeah, sure. And ever since, we've just been always in the shop together, just working on drift cars. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it was a big leap for him, I want to say, and us. Because I would not be where I am today without him. So did you have the purple BMW before that car then? or So I test drove the FRS before I bought the E36. And at the time, Taka's fastest car was a IS with a 1.5 JZ, I believe. And I kind of realized I needed something a little bit faster, but I don't want a full-blown pro drift car just yet. So I bought the purple E36, and I just have been completely re-going through everything. And funny enough, I actually bought that car and test drove it at the Gauntlet. About, oh, really? I want to say about like a year and a half ago. And huh. I've just been rebuilding it. So you, you've still got that car now? Yes. We actually just put the WiseFab V2 kit on it, on the front. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So is I'm assuming that's like the seat time car then? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I wanted to do Riverside this weekend, but unfortunately, we just kind of tie everything together with FD and the FRS. We just kind of make it happen. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's, a, it's an insane schedule to have like literally no time off. And then... I saw a post today and it was like, oh, two weeks until St. Louis. And I'm like, oh my God, I just got home. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, do, are you doing much planning or is like the team kind of handling the logistics of it? Where, where are you at? Like, what's your, uh, what's your level of commitment? Go to every race that pops up, but I haven't really okay. scheduled anything. It's like I scheduled FD, of course. Um, right. But I never really scheduled anything. I kind of just forgot to. <laughs> it just never came up. That's all right. So do you have anything else like on the books for this year? Or um, is that pretty much it? Obviously, FD. I would like to do the second round of Riverside. Uh, I'm doing yeah. Catch My Drift. I think I might be doing uh, Winter Jam at the end of the year. And then just okay. kind of whatever else pops up. Try and like fill in some more East 10 stuff if possible. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's good. I mean, a lot of phenomenal drivers that come out of that program too. Like it's, you're, it's like a blessing and a curse for you because like you did pretty well there, but like you go and look at like the driver lineup and you're like, oh my God, there's like champions, there's guys in pro, there's like everything. Yeah, yeah. East 10 was wild, especially for my first tandem experience. It It did good. Did you... So I guess like, how did that work? Did you just jump right into it or did you, it seemed like you just kind of went like, I like drifting now, like dirt bikes are cool, but like, I want to drift now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I got into drifting or I don't know, long, starting from the beginning, I broke my collarbone. You can, you can do long story. <laughs> this whole idea is long story, right? The- <laughs> so I broke my collarbone uh, racing enduro in 2019, Father's Day weekend. And I was bed rested for nine months. So I had nothing else to do but, you know, sit on my phone, watch, you know, Instagram, TikTok. And I stumbled upon 
James Dean's video of him ripping the 2J Eurofighter. And I just yep. instantly fell in love with uh, drifting. It's like, yo, what is this? Like, I need to, like, how do I do this? So we just kind of made a plan from there and it made sense. <laughs> I mean, none, none of this actually makes no, sense. No, it doesn't. But I know like, what you're saying. I suck at describing things, but it's like, I always had like racing in my past. So mm-hmm. after I broke my collarbone, I wanted to do something in a car. So I did a little bit of rally, a little bit of drag racing, road racing. And then I found Taka and Yoshi like June, August of 21. And I just fell in love with drifting. Hmm. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a lot of shit in a very short period of time, right? Because yeah. like, well, like five, six years ago, you're, you're taking motocross lessons from Aaron Lampy, yeah. And then now you're trying all these other things. And then it's like, oh, cool, drifting. And then that's been... Two years? Three years? Drifting just, uh, it's about to hit two years, I think. Yeah, that's, dude, dude, that's <laughs> insane. Like, two years of drifting and you win a, you win a pro, arguably one of the most difficult prospect rounds to win because it's solely based off of basically proximity. Yeah, I had to come back from Red Atlanta. That was a hard, hard pill to swallow, but it, yeah. A little rough. Yeah. You wanna, do you want to walk me through that weekend? Like, what... What happened in there? Um, basically, the transmission just blew up. So, yeah. Cool. It was, uh, I was about to shift it back into fourth, coming out of the keyhole, and it just locked me out. I'd, I've never mm. been locked out of the dog box like that. And it, we took it over to RTS, and it, he said, yeah, you got used parts. Everything just kind of exploded. Like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and it was a brand new dog box I bought. I won't really? say who I bought but it, it from, like, but I paid a hefty amount of money for a brand new dog box. So I don't have to worry about anything breaking for FD. Turns out it wasn't. Yep. So that was a that was pretty nice. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, Some, we got the redemption, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, obviously coming back and doing that. I, I will say, uh, in Atlanta, I was sitting with uh, Greg from Cora Works. Uh, Sheds, I absolutely love that human yes. being. Um, him and I were sitting, uh, kind of in that little spectator at the top of the keyhole and you had just done your burnout and he like, like smacks me, you know, how like energetic he gets, right? He's smacking yeah. me like eight yeah. times. He's like, watch this, watch this, watch this. And I'm like, watch what? He's like, watch this kid. And I'm like, okay. And I watched the run. I was like, huh, shit. Okay. Like, you know, you can put a run together. Like that was solid. And I'm like, who is this kid? He's like, you're going to be watching this kid. I guarantee. And like, he's just going and going. He's I'm like, how long has this kid been driving? He's like, not even two years. Like, what? Yeah. Like, immediately, he's like, he's like, this kid's a ripper. He's going to be banging doors. He's going to be beaten in, beaten in paint, you know, for the rest of the year. And I'm like, okay, Greg, calm down. And and literally, after you won, I I text him. And I was like, okay, you called it. And he's like, I told you. So, yeah. You've yeah, got a, you got a good dude in your corner with Greg. That's for sure. I love Greg, yeah. He was actually the one that kind of pushed me to upgrade the FRS even more. Because we were on... Okay. Uh, all of Pro-Am, we were on uh, basically custom-made angle kits. We were on a Tomei two-way um, super diff in the back. Okay. So yep. he was the one that pushed me to spend more money on the car and put Wisefab, quick change, <laughs> all of the bat. But the uh, car great is just, gear pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the car, car rips. It's such a fun car to drive. It's so easy to drive, and it just it worked out. 
What's the what's the build out on it now? Like what's the the engine? Like what, what do you Pretty have? much the same engine as it was in 2014. Um okay. only thing that we I've really done was YSWAP, quick change. We did the Wagner two belt setup and okay. we just kind of took weight out of the car, and that's about it. Nice. Did you was there anything that had to get reverted back for the prospect rules? Yeah. Or did we already have like pedals had to go back in and so stuff? we had stock pedals. All we had to do was the link ECU and steering column. That was about okay. it. But that we were rushing that because I got let. <laughs> yeah, I was let into FD like four months prior because I kept. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's another story. I mean, we got time. But <laughs> how how long? How long did it take you from getting the acceptance email to changing your status on Instagram and TikTok to like like pro driver? Uh, I think I changed it like a week or two before Atlanta. I want to say. Okay. So you, you waited a little I bit. I did. Then, huh? I did. Yeah. I had a, a friend of mine recently like got accepted into like a, a local thing and immediately like on his Instagram, like updated to DMCC driver. I was like, oh, come on, man. It looks better. It does look better. I mean, it works. I will say um, some of the most fun I've had in the last couple of weeks was digging through your TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> uh, buddy. <laughs> I... I need a masterclass in what it is like to troll people because you are phenomenal at it. Uh, I don't care to win arguments. I just want to see how mad I can get someone. <laughs> but you I, I you don't you don't you don't like curse people out. You don't like do anything. You just post stuff very strategically, saying very strategic stuff that just sets the audience off. Yeah. Um it's funny. Is that is that just your entertaining? Like, Pretty I mean, much. I would I would call you I would call you an advanced to master level shit poster. Yeah, I'm basically a shit poster. <laughs> <laughs> so what what gets more of a reaction, the Mustang content or the Supra content? Oh, the Supra for sure. Because everyone thought it was stock, yeah. and it was making like 600 wheel. Yeah, that car was well, crazy fast. I here here's what I I love about it though is that you post your first posts on it you were talking about it being stock like you set at, you planted the seed early and then just started dropping these little bombs and like videos and then like you know it was clear it wasn't but you kept calling it yeah. stock like yeah it was funny yeah that car was um it was one of the first Supras to ever get like the pure 800 turbo um okay. flex fuel kit everything like that and it was made in Miami. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was taking it to all these Mexico races and just just wiping the floor with, you know, just a bolt-on Supra. It was just a, such a fast car. Mm -hmm. It's it's a fantastic-looking car, too. I love it. Is, I want to build a drift yeah. car, a Supra drift car. It's my favorite car ever. Would you, do, you, do you like it more than the Mustang? I figured, I figured the Mustang had a pretty deep part in your heart there. Yeah, it was my first car. After the collarbone break, I had to start, you know, getting into cars. So I traded mm -hmm. in my truck for it. Um, and yeah, it was my first car. So I was like, I've, I still have attachment issues on it because I love it so much. <laughs> I I love too that like it was an EcoBoost and just, I, I don't, I didn't even, I don't even know if I saw like an under the hood shot or anything, but like 
I, I figured you'd be the kind of person to, to like go get, like take a GT and put EcoBoost badges on it. I am that type of guy. <laughs> no, it was a 5.0. Um, I think I have a video where like, oh, start cold starting my EcoBoost. And it was just that like was it. a Catless downpipes, headers, <sighs> yeah, exhaust. It was just super loud. It's just obnoxiously loud. So how did this all start? Like, is this, is this, maybe I'm out of touch. Cause like, I mean, I'm 32, so I'm not like old, but I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah. So the, the culture of like how to interact on the internet is very different than when I was at your age. Oh man. Um, it's just more, more jokes, I guess. Like okay. I, it's like, I know how to like act serious, but like for the most part, I'm, Funny and goofy, and I I'm more lighthearted. I want to say, like, I don't take things serious. Clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I will. I mean, one of the funniest things was you would you would pan from down to up, and it was always the same shot of of laceless Yeezys that people would just like lose their minds about. Of all, I had to like hit up a buddy of mine. I'm like, is there something about late like? laceless Yeezys. He's like, well, you could damage them. Like, people get real mad if you take the laces out. I'm like, okay, sure. I didn't even know that. Um, I just never put them back in because I would just wash them. <laughs> they would get super dirty and then I would just throw them in the washer. And why well, put the laces back in? I mean, they fit fine without them. So. Oh my God. <laughs> that's amazing. That's that's too funny. So it was even like, you're you're just like, at this point, you're trolling it's kind of just become inherent and you don't even know that you're doing it at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think my most recent TikTok video is just me holding the trophy that I won from Prospect. And it's just a bunch of shit posts around it. <laughs> it's like nothing bad, uh, but it's like... No. I don't know. I don't take anything too serious. Well, I think I think that's what's great about it is you're not... You're not attacking anybody. You're not malicious. You're not angry or violent. Like all the negative connotation around shit posting, you've removed. And all that is there is just like jolly trolling. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> if I can give someone a good chuckle that day, then I'm happy. Well, what I think is funny is like once you realize that all you're doing is trolling people, the, the entire scope of your social media changes, right? Because from somebody who takes cars too seriously or takes like money too seriously or culture too seriously, they go in and like, I could see how it would be very frustrating. But like, it took me about, I don't know, 10 seconds to be like, oh, this dude's just screwing with everybody on here. Yeah, I mean, look at what I did at the Miata. I didn't get an, I wish I got more content of it, but it was always broken. Yeah. So I did that paint specifically because green and purple just does not go well together. But somehow the bronze... <laughs> wheels made made it look decent so i'm like well we're this far <laughs> might as well just finish the build and then it got hit with a hurricane so yeah <laughs> is what it is what it is so are you are you are you getting like are you sourcing most of these cars through what your dad does or like how how are you getting into this um what do you mean well like obviously like these are not they're not cheap cars. You're not an old yeah. person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, okay. Yeah. And, but like, also, also, like, I mean, like, like, call it calling a spade a spade. Like, you have the availability to get these vehicles. 
your dad's shop is a body shop. There's an import shop next door. Like you have resources yeah. nearby to get this. So stuff. I think the easiest way to answer this question is um, after I kind of graduated from Taka, Taka's class and like his whole drifting program, like I still bring him to events obviously because mm-hmm. he, he's just a book of knowledge that I, I can always use. Yeah. Um, but... I kind of realized like maybe I can, you know, pursue drifting as a career. So I I was never going to go to college. My parents wanted me to go to college. I'm like, all right, hear me out. Just (laughs) I'm asking for your support, basically. Support me for four years, what college would be. Um, And they, we, you know, sat down, we made a little contract. If I don't make it in four years, I take over the family business. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm very, very, very fortunate and very thankful for very supporting parents. Like, I could not do anything, obviously, without them. Well, and this is, and and like, don't take this as insensitive. There is always the frustration from people without means or don't have a, uh, whatever you want to call it. If I, I mean, calling it blankly, the people who don't have some sort of family money, yeah, right? Yeah. No, 100%. And, and I apologize. If you are if you get uncomfortable with this, I apologize. Um, I, I understand the situation from both sides. Um, but there's always that frustration. People are like, oh, it must be nice, whatever. At the end of the day, we all would do the same thing. So don't bitch that somebody has an availability that you don't. Right. Yeah. I have just, my DMs are flooded with comments like this. And it's like, well, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's not like I don't do anything. It's like, I'm in the shop all day. (laughs) I'm changing tires, working on the car. I'm always learning. I'm doing something where I can always better myself. It's not like I'm taking many days off, if that makes sense. Like I'm always in the shop doing something, trying to make the cars better, learning stuff. It's like, I don't, you know, dilly dally, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, you've just, you've taken a situation and an opportunity and you're making the best of it. The fact that like your parents sat you down or you sat your parents down and and you have a four year contract with what seems like an exit clause of success, like that's a, that's one, a very supportive family, incredibly supportive family. Um, But also somebody who, is looking at this from a business mindset of like, okay, yeah, we could put all of this money into college or we could put into something that they actually, you know, that you actually want to mm-hmm. do, right? Like I went to culinary school. Like, don't get me wrong. I can still cook the shit out of a steak, but like my parents spent a bunch of money on chef coats and knives and and now I get to talk on camera. Like, not that I didn't want to cook, but yeah. like it's, it's, you know, you have the availability to do the thing that you love to do. And instead of your parents putting you into, you know, some school to do something you don't want to do, they're like, okay, cool. He's going to be passionate about this. He's going to work hard. Yeah. It's like, if you want something bad enough, like you're going to make it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely got more of of a, like an easy way, I guess, but worlds really just kind of collided for me. Like Ron, worth living 20 minutes away from my house in the smallest town in Georgia. Like, that's just super rare. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's, 
it feels more like a um I don't know how to describe it, but it feels like like this should this should work from the universe. I, I'm not a I'm not a religious person mm. by any means, but there are situations that happen where I'm like, man, this That's is weird. A little too That's convenient. Weird. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had quite a few of them over the years, and this this very much sounds like that, where you're like, huh? It's like like of all the places you could be living, with all the cars you could own, with all the hobbies you could have, and you're here with that interested in drifting, and so am I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially just. I try to look at I try to look at it with Ron's perspective, I guess. And it's like he did, okay. he could have just shut the door in my face because I test drove his FRS and I went to go buy some piece of shit E36, and then I ask him for help to work on it, and then later down the road I buy his FRS. But it's like he could have just shut the door in my face, and I wouldn't be yeah. here right now. Yeah, it's it is weird. Obviously, it's positive. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> We're happy. Like <laughs> I'm happy. I mean, I got I got you on the show. You're you're crushing it. So like it's it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Are you so do you do you spend uh, it seems like you spent most of like your high school days or like earlier days, I guess, um in Naples and then now you're in North Georgia? Or how's that work? So I was diagnosed with really bad dyslexia. So there's like okay. no schools in Florida for it. Um there was a school in Tampa that I went to, I think it was like five through seventh grade, but really no high schools for dyslexia. So mm-hmm. we found a boarding school in New York I went to for three years. And then okay. uh, my last 11th and 12th grade, um, 11th grade, I went to another boarding school in Tennessee for it. And then my 12th grade year, I was kind of already starting to pursue my motorsports career. So I just started doing online classes. Okay. Gotcha. So it wasn't, so you didn't like, I guess you didn't spend all that much time down in Florida. No, not really. Hmm. Interesting. I'm a poser. Poser I, Florida boy. I, hey, I was, <laughs> I was just curious. I just now get to like scrap yeah. half of my notes. That's, <laughs> I so many Naples jokes. I mean, they still affect me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, Still a uh, obviously a big fan of uh, pastrami dance, so uh, oh, Florida man. didn't get away from you. Those sandwiches are killer. They're what's nuts. your what's your order? Roast beef. I don't like pastrami. Yeah. Roast beef's the way to go. <laughs> Do you tell them that? Like, I, I'm I'm assuming you don't. Like, hey, I don't like pastrami, but you just order. Yeah, roast let me beef. just get the roast beef instead. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you get to drink if they don't have like Sprite cranberry? Diet Coke. Diet Coke's Coke, nice, okay. or just water. Yeah, I, I, I. My goal now is to like go and try this because after finding that place, after seeing your hat in a video and then researching them, I'm like, holy shit, this place looks amazing. They have super weird hours. Like half of the year they're closed, so it's like, oh, yeah, really? you have to go out at like certain times of the year. Huh. Interesting. I wonder why they do that. Maybe like the pastrami is not good during the I don't time. Know, of maybe. Year. <laughs> See, it seems like a, it seems like a family run place. Yeah, so. it is. They're good people. Yeah, that's all good. So, what is your if you if you've got to pick one one photo location? Is it going to be Georgia Mountains or is it going to be under a bri- under micro macro bridge in Naples? Marco, it's Marco Island. Marco, <laughs> yeah. Marco. Oh, I thought it was macro. Hey, speaking of dyslexia, <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Do I get to pick from like anywhere in the United States or where I've been so far? Let's do let's do that. Yeah. I mean, where where is the most picturesque place to get a shot? Cali. Yeah. Cali. Cali, yeah. Those views over there are nuts. I love Cali just for the uh, the views. Where two hours I can go be drifting at Willow and then uh, I drive two hours and I'm at the beach. So it's yeah, it's, point. it's pretty nice. <laughs> I guess there's a reason why everybody stays yeah. there. But <laughs> so Cali, I don't know. There's a lot of good spots in Georgia. Yeah, I just I think I keep them. I think people f- like think of Georgia just as Atlanta, and they forget that like the rest of that state is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's a good time. It's still it's still one of my favorite drives. Like going through Tennessee mountains and then kind of dumping out into into Georgia. It's phenomenal. Yeah, there's so many just unknown roads where you can just go crazy yeah just go disappear yeah <laughs> yeah in mexico roads actually yes yeah, mexico yeah. roads yeah it's crazy how the mexican it's, border creeps up that yeah, far it's, it's weird yeah. yeah it's it's super weird <laughs> so what do you got i guess like what do you got planned for for the car and this year and like any changes coming up or just kind of stick with what you know no changes um just door everyone it's my only goal it's just doors. I just want to see how close I can get to people. Is that your, I guess, like your focus is the chase more than the lead? Yeah, my leads suck. <laughs> like if you look at look at me in practice, like I'm very good at following the other driver. Uh, okay. But my leads, they take they take a second to get used to. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Um, I don't know. Like I love the. What we had in Atlanta, we had the Wednesday practice. So mm-hmm. I could uh, try my best Wednesday and then I can see what the pros are doing. And then it actually makes sense of what I'm supposed to do. And then I can go do it before qualifying. I don't really get that hmm. on Thursday practice and then qualify. Yeah. I don't think we have that in St. Louis either. St. Louis, we don't. Utah, we do. Right, because we we have the time limits based on sunset, yeah, right? I believe so. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be I'm curious to see if if that how that affects you. I mean, obviously, it didn't affect you that much in in New Jersey, but if you look at my practice runs, they were pretty scuffed because like it felt like we were having car issues, but I think it was just me kind of reacting to just different pavements and different asphalt to concrete and all of that weird stuff. Um, but then I watched the pro practice and it just kind of made sense of where I need to let off throttle, where I need to pick up throttle, where I can slow down, all of that. It's like something you can't really get on a YouTube video. You have to experience and hear it in real life. Mm-hmm. Were you were you lifting off in like outer two where it transitions between the pavements? I was trying to keep it as wide for as long as I could and then just kind of clutch work and get around it as fast as I could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd seen a couple of different, I guess, like modalities of how to handle that. Like a few guys that where the cars were really bouncy, you could hear them lift slightly when they had to transition from like the concrete to the asphalt. And it seemed to like keep the car settled more. Yeah, if you enter in uh, outer zone two, as close as, as close to the wall as you can, then it kind of sets yourself up good for the whole rest of the arc so just it just yeah your initiation is just key basically 
Yeah, I know Dimitri was was talking about that when we when we chatted at New Jersey. He's like, yeah, you like the way you have to initiate into that. And I mean, obviously, we saw it with Adam LZ, who just took a wild man's approach. He's insane. He was driving that thing like no one else has ever seen. Like his driving is crazy. Like he wanted it badly. Like you could tell in top thirty two. Like he just he wanted that win. Yeah, I I'm like nothing to take away from him at all, but I don't know if there's anybody in FD that has had more seat time on that layout. Dimitri Brutsky might be the only other person that's driven that layout that many times. Um, Home court advantage. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, like like I said, nothing nothing taken yeah. away because also like the fact that he like gapped James Dean out of the hole. Just, dude, dude, I was, I was, what is happening yeah. right now? I was in the stands watching it with my crew and it, we just looked at each other like, no way that just happened. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Almost went out due to cone hits, but... <laughs> yeah, he went off track and he, did, he didn't look like he was stopping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a wild, wild event. So, like, what... I guess, like, what goes through your head during an event? Like, you... What, are you a calm person? You get freaked out? You get anxious? What's your What's your head like? I'm pretty much calm. If I'm in the car, I'm I'm pretty much calm. Um, I don't really get nervous. Not before top thirty two. Not before qualifying. Um, quiet is better, in my opinion. Like no one was talking to me. Taka mm-hmm. was talking to me on the radio, just saying, "Okay, you know what to do. Go do it." Like okay, but everything was just everything kind of flowed perfectly. Like. No one was telling me what my air pressure was. So it's just kind of, it was go drive the car. Go do it. That's all you need. Just go drive the car. No one told you what the air pressure. So like yeah. you weren't even, no, it just no felt info. good. They're just, it just felt good. Huh. Like if huh. I want change, I'll tell them. But for the most part, if I don't say anything, just keep it the way it is. What do you what do you change the most in the car? Um we've really been working a lot on rebound and compression. Uh just because it's brand new. Good track to do that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um it's like our first real coilovers, I want to say. I was running the old buddy club coilovers and you got oh, wow. yeah, you don't get a lot of play in them. Uh so I'm on the feel 442s I believe for the GT86 and they feel incredible. Hmm. So what are you, for those that don't know, what are you feeling for and like, what are you asking to be changed? Um, For the most part, I love a super soft setup. I like bouncing around in the car just because I know like, <laughs> I know like where the bumps are in the track. I don't like a really stiff setup, um, but really just changing the front and rear compression. That's about it. Just... That's all you really need, especially in that chassis. It's already so dialed. Um, in practice, I kept getting a nasty lock in outer zone two. So we just, I think we made the compression a little bit softer and it was fine. Okay. So like you would feel like too much jarring in the car, like you would hit it and it would bounce too hard. And then you were asking to to soften it yeah, up? Yeah, pretty much. So it, it would compress... Um, I guess it would compress a little bit stiffer, so it would absorb more of a shock going over the concrete than going back over the asphalt. 
don't know if that okay. makes sense, but hopefully it does. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, I just, there's so much conversation about adjustments and stuff like that in drifting. And I think the feeling is what gets grazed over. Like people are like, oh, it's doing this, just do that. Yeah. And the upside with your, for lack of a better term, inexperience is that your brain still has to very much think about these things where like, if I ask these questions to like an Osbo or a field or something like that, they don't, they almost don't even talk about the problem. They just talk about the fix. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like when you're a little bit younger to drifting, all you know is the problem and you may not know what the fix is, right? Yeah. And for the most part, I'm a very adaptable driver, I want to say. So even if I'm having a problem, I'm still just going to drive. I'm still just going to push through it. I mean, I'm not going to just sit there and complain about a problem. I'm just still going to go try and drive to the best of my ability. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's obviously good, but I think there's yeah. also that place of like, okay, like, like, you know, can make it I'm, feel better, but I'm like, ah, yeah. it feels fine. <laughs> I can literally hear you being screened. I'm like, fine isn't okay. Perfect is <laughs> yeah. what we want. Like, uh, okay. What, um, was there any battles in New Jersey you were worried about or excited about? Uh, Casey, I love that battle. Yeah. We have so many hours together on the sim, especially on New Jersey. Oh. So I'm like, all right, I can really push it to you. And I'm not going to, you know, get any mind games with you. Like, I know what you're going to do. Like, you're going to keep it at 100% the whole way around the track. I don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's fair. There's a big mindset boost when you have that much confidence in the other driver. Yeah, yeah I don't think no one else I drove with before. So it's like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm trusting you. <laughs> so we both don't total our cars. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in case he's, I mean, he's, he's already totaled the car. I mean, I mean, arguably, I mean, it wasn't really his fault, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, come on. Drama and Formula Drift? No. What do you mean? No, there's no drama we whatsoever. We all love each other. We're one big happy family. <laughs> Super supportive of every team and every decision that they make. Oh, yeah. Protests? Never heard of them. No. No. <laughs> Did you, obviously, I mean, we, it's not, I mean, not your topic, but like you saw the Denofa videos. Of course. What, what did your, what did you think when you saw that? Um, you don't have to agree <laughs> with one side or the other. I'm not going to force you to do that. Uh, I don't agree with any side. Denofa reacted. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's really my only take was Denofa reacted. It was obviously really funny. It blew up. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. I think when you come with that big of a fan base, you you can ruin someone's life like that. Like all I don't know. Like I feel like Stooky, all of them are getting just harassed right now, and I feel bad. Yeah, but it's like yeah, I. It's also pretty. Yeah, I. It's I, it's not funny, but it's like <laughs> I think Denofa blowing up was more f funny about that. The the. His reaction, I, I know what you mean, is funny. Yeah. Right? Because it, it is a very overabundant, I'm choosing my words so carefully right now, is <laughs> it was a very overabundant expression of feelings and thoughts. Yeah. 
But I think what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like the fans, re- his fans' reactions afterwards is what's not acceptable. Yeah, I mean, right? to know if the fans like, are going to stick go with after, them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, don't go after, because of Danofa's frustration, that doesn't mean you have permission to attack somebody else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's a weird situation. We navigated those waters pretty well. I think so. Next topic. (laughs) I think so. Okay. (laughs) I know you've added people that like hit me up like, what are your thoughts on this? I'm like, no comment. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. Let's let the dust settle, and then I will touch on it at some yeah. point. But I mean, yeah, Casey and uh, Stuhi both came up to me after the top thirty-two battle. They're they're cool people. Mm. I've never met Denofa, but yeah. I'm sure he's good. He's good-hearted. Yeah, but yeah, every everybody Everyone everybody loses bad. their shit. Yeah. No one's. What's funny though is no one's talking about Dean Carney and Kazuya Taguchi. Like any other event, that would have been like top line news, but it obviously got very much overshadowed. I even feel bad for LZ in a few ways where it's like, you just won this event and like, that's not the topic of discussion. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think LZ winning was pretty huge. I didn't really see any of yeah. that, uh, that going on against Dean and Taguchi. I was, I was right there. I was shadowing Lorette for top 32. Like just kind of like, you know, if you, if you go back and watch the live stream, you'll see my little hat <laughs> floating around every once in a while. But oh yeah, they went, they do. They were screaming at each really? other. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Dean was like, you know, like, I mean, Kazuya's not a yeah. tall human. So, like, and Dean kind of yeah. is. Like, he's like leaned over him, just screaming at him. Because he was like, why are you mad at me? I'm supposed to be mad at you. You hit me. <laughs> like, <laughs> FD drama. Uh, yeah, I feel like once you get to the pro level, everyone cares a lot more, obviously. Yeah, I think, but... I think it I, I, is, is pro spec a little more like, Everybody bands together. Like, I, I, there's still drama, but like, I don't know if there's as much. I don't know anyone. So <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you like me, you like me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. I, I don't really care either way. You're just not out there making friends. You're kind of a shy yeah. guy. So yeah, I just kind of stick to my trailer. If I don't have to leave, then I won't leave. <laughs> I think you said about three words to me, like before I handed you the microphone. You're like, hi, okay. I'm like, you got a podcast now. You're like, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. My heart rate in the car is like 90 to like 110, 120. Up on podium, it was like 165. Were you tracking that? Yeah. Like, do you have a Fitbit yeah. the whole time? I'm like, really? this is crazy. I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. What is interesting is there was that situation brought up something that FD was not prepared yeah. for. And there's the fact that you are not 21 years old. Yeah. But I feel like someone else has one that was underage before. I don't know. In Japan. Brandon. Oh, in Japan, for sure. I can't say his name, but the 13-year-old. Oh, come on. Nuh-uh. You can give uh-uh. it a shot. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. You can say it. <laughs> I can't. I can't say it either. <laughs> no, you'll just put like a picture of him on the screen. <laughs> Please, editor, insert photo here. <laughs> With with translation, uh, I I was thinking Brandon Sorensen would be the only other ones, but I, I don't. Thought I don't he won know. Pro two. I think so. I I know he won. I feel bad now. Yeah, but I was trying to find it a couple of days ago, but I thought he maybe it was for his Pro two license. I'm not sure. Yeah, because he was like 13 in Pro. 
was he like 13 in pro two his first year or something? I have no clue. And I think he ran two years of pro two and then, then jumped up. So he's like 15 or 16 when he jumped up, but either way. I don't want to ask crazy. Him and then, you know, not know. I feel bad. <laughs> I, he's got to have let you, you are far too shy. I mean, I, I shouldn't say you're too shy. Obviously like it is what it is. I'm not going to tell you to be different. Yeah. <laughs> the world's not that scary, sir. You're allowed to talk to other people. Nah. <laughs> Right now, for the podcast listeners only, we're offering $5 off each ticket purchased on Formula Drift website by using FD Podcast when you check out. That is FD Podcast. I don't know if you need to capital the FD, but try it either way. So head over to formuladrift.com, pick up the tickets, then enter code FD Podcast, get $5 off all eight events this year. It's our 20th season. Head over. If you're going, save five bucks. Might as well. What what do you what do you think that is? Like you you've got older siblings too, don't you? Yeah, I have a, one older sister. Uh, okay. I don't know. I was just super introverted. I'm, I always have yeah. been. It's I don't know. I don't like to bother anyone. Like smash their door in, but yeah. I'm not going to come over and ask you for a favor. Yeah, like uh, talking to Greg. He's like, all right, what do you want? Like I can help you with anything. Like what do you want? I'm like I don't know. Wheels would be cool. And he's like, okay, cool. Then he got he helped me get Koenig. Like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> but I'm super introverted. What a, what a mix, because he is the most extroverted person I it's know. It's like a yin and yang. It works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm super shy. I'm just picturing you together. I could just like see him yelling at people and you just like in the corner like, hi, this is me. Yeah, that's how it works. <sighs> that's funny. I, I mean, to each their own. I mean, maybe that that's working better for you because, like, you're not having to like. D- does the does the autograph lineup does that kill you? Like, does that give you anxiety? Or are you okay with that uh, situation? That's not bad because the line's pretty much flowing, and also no one knows who I am, so they don't really ask me any questions. They, they do now, though. Yeah. Are you are you like prepared for this? Um, not really. <laughs> No? I would like to sit, like, in between the pros so, like, everyone can just skip over me. <laughs> you just have to go early to, like, find that. Let's, like, wait until two pros are separated yeah. by one seat and yeah. just slide in there, right? Uh, are you... Obviously, like, the trajectory that you're on right now, you know, let's let's say you just keep crushing this, and, and I really hope you do, but at what point... Are you going to be uncomfortable with that attention? Um, I don't know how to describe it. Like if someone walks up to me at my trailer, I feel, you know, we can have a conversation. They'll ask about the car. It's when I have to like display myself. Like I suck mm. at. I, get, I can have a conversation with anyone for the most part. But it's really just talk to me about this car. I'm like, uh, it's an FRS. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like you initiating the conversation yeah, is yeah. more of the issue? Yeah, pretty much. I just need to like teach you one good like icebreaker yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm trying to get Greg to help me with that. <laughs> it's definitely a good person yeah. to learn from. Uh, I I mean, I I feel like there's other guys that are are pretty quiet too. And, and I think maybe it's just a slow thing. Because like if you ever really been in a, a public spotlight like this before? Never. This was this was my first time. Okay. So this is all brand new. Like brand yeah. new. And like even your social media content, it's not you. You're 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 not speaking in most yeah. of them. 
I think there's like five videos that you even show, I think like a half of your face. Yeah. And then, so this seems to be a pretty constant thing. Yeah, we're, my crew guys are trying to get me to open up more with a camera and, you know, talk about yeah. the event. So we're working on it. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully this is helping. Is this like, what's your heart rate at now? I don't have it on. Like, this, I don't know. This uh, is easy because I'm locked in my shop. <laughs> and no one else is near me. Just, there's no one nearby. Yeah. So nobody yeah. That's good. I mean, I, I, I get it. I mean, I think maybe I forget sometimes how difficult it can be to be a public facing person because I've done it most of my life. Yeah. And I would, I would assume that you're, you're, older sister is like what like eight or nine years older uh she just turned 24 so she's oh, so not even that four. much like five four. years yeah yeah four. i turned okay. 20 this year and i feel like an old man okay it only gets worse oh i bet I'm you right now. <laughs> yeah this is this is right now your situation right now is as good as it's gonna get it's only going downhill <laughs> gee thanks <laughs> yeah no worries uh no i was i was curious just because like i know people who are only children that are, are very much introverts and people with like older siblings who like they never interacted with them or, you know, like maybe one lived with one parent, one lived with the other. That that often you see introverted and quiet people in that situation. Yeah. I mean, ever since I was little, I just, I don't care about anyone. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like, I care about obviously the loved ones, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't care what people think about me. I'm just going to do me. That's good. I mean, that's very liberating, yeah. right? And and obviously, you've dealt with frustration and hate on the internet previously. So, like, it's funny. Anything anything that could potentially come up is a cakewalk. Yeah, it's pretty. I don't know. Especially on the internet, it's pretty funny. I get a lot of hate comments for just being young and a drifter. So I don't know. You just you gotta what, laugh what's, at it. What's the most creative? somebody's ever been in a hate comment do you have one that sticks out Ooh, i have screenshots of some of them just because they make me laugh um <laughs> i have super curly hair so like i'll just that. get like called noodle head boy all of that <laughs> so i don't know stuff like that's pretty funny you're really? like cool you just gonna that's that's the thing you're gonna pick you're gonna make fun of my yeah. hair cool <laughs> Do you, do you still, like, if you take your hat off right now, is there, like, a giant afro coming out I underneath? shaved it before New Jersey. So it's, like... Really? It's not fully shaved, but, like, the sides are shaved. It's flat right now because I'm wearing a hat. <sighs> yeah, it, it's I bad. think you should grow it out. This should this should become, like, your entire person. I can have As an somebody afro. who's made... Like, it goes to I mean, an afro. It's, it's wild. I'm just saying, as somebody who has identified themselves with something that's worn on their head, I think you should do the same. I'll think about it. I'll let it grow now. Just think about it. Like you get out of the car, like opening ceremonies, top 16, you take off your helmet and just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll think, think about it. Think of the merch. Think, think, of, think of the, the merch. merch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's. <laughs> so are you, are you, <clears throat> what, I guess like, what are you up to between now and New Jersey? Obviously like it sounds like, like not bolting the car or sorry, St. Louis. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah, just not bolting the car, drop the trans, check all the wise fab, go through the motor, stuff like that. Um, then just keep fixing the E36, make it ready have a couple more things to do to it. But they're both cars are pretty much 
ready yeah, to go. They're still solid. Are you are you running uh St. Louis? Make sure I get that right. Uh in sim right now? Uh I did a few laps, but that was about it. Nothing too crazy. I, I like I'll do like fifty laps before I go to bed and they have to be perfect laps each time. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like So do you just like do you like actually keep cow? Like you've got like a little check mark or something? I'll I'll go until I feel like I can, you know, do it with my eyes closed, kind of. Hmm. What if they what if they change the layout on you? I'm 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 screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're looking at paving more sections. I've been prying like crazy to try and figure out what's changed. I, like- I I don't know how they're going to change it if unless they go to like a different section of the track, maybe. I don't even know like what the whole track looks like, but yeah. I don't know. The old layout was insane. Like it was crazy. Yeah. The old layout would be sick. Yeah. Just hard to like fit fans in and stuff like that. And like it it was decimating tires. Like it was and the hard part is like you're finishing so fast and it was just grass runoff into walls. So like arguably it was kind of a dangerous situation as well. So <clears throat> we have brakes. Fair. <laughs> Brakes don't work on grass. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Turn left to go right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. As, as a child that grew up on, on the movie Cars, right? Like, turn left to go right. <laughs> was Lightning McQueen your biggest inspiration? Uh, he was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Were you, were you always, like, an automotive and car kid? Um, like, obviously, the bike stuff early, but... Yeah, for the most part. My grandpa was always into cars. My dad was. So, it was just always around my life, so... Mm. No, it is my life. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you grow up in a shop at all? Or just um, like, there was always just interest? My dad's shop, but that's about it. And he just does. Shed's economy body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just pretty much that. Gotcha. So it's just one of the, I guess like as a kid, you go visit dad at work, you have to go somewhere after school, you're just at the body yeah. shop. Are you any, do you, would you do body no. work? Like obviously this, No. no? So what's the plan if if in four years this doesn't work out? You're just like, you're just going to do paperwork? Uh, make it work out. <laughs> That's my only goal. Like, I know how to do some body work stuff, but I suck at it. It's like, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I'm making, I'm making drifting work out. <laughs> I think welders get like all the credit and like nobody gives credit to the, to any other part of body work. Yeah, my whole front and rear bumper, I brought it to him and he just made it look like new again. And I need to bring it to him now because it's destroyed. But body work is a work of art. Yeah, it's it's a it's just a it's a completely different discipline that like no one talks about how difficult it is. Yeah. Yeah. I've got one friend that does body work, uh, Ryan. Anyways, I know he I know he listens, so he'd be like, Yeah. But like him and I have talked about it on numerous occasions, and I'm like, oh, actually, sorry, I have two friends that do body work. Shit. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the other one. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's such a tedious job. Like, you know. Yeah, especially with. I'm thinking about all the friends that have that <laughs> do body work because there's more than two. Yeah. Um, yeah, especially with the AIM game body kit, like the fact that they could just put it back together like new is insane. Yeah. Is it a is it a carbon fiber fiberglass kit? What's it What's it made of? Bondo now. <laughs> <laughs> touche, um, Sarah. Touche. For the most part, it's uh, it's just fiber fiberglass. Okay. Yeah, it's 
I mean, and the way you're driving, I feel like they're going to have to repair that a few times. Yeah, that front bumper is uh, pretty destroyed. You just have no shame enduring people, though, huh? No, it's my only goal. I don't want to play conservative, I guess. And then it not being enough to win the battle. I would rather just give it my all and whatever happens, happens. I mean, we're both there to obviously win, but I'm just going to see how close I can get. If it's a top 32 battle, if it's the the final battle, I'm still going to be as close as I can. Just run the same, <clears throat> run the same game no matter yep. what. Hmm. Is, is there any concern? Like, I, I know I understand and respect the feeling of like, I'm going to go out on my shield, but like, that's not worked out for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just all who you're up against. Um, I know the people, for the most part, I knew the people I was going up against. I knew how some people drive and I knew I had to kind of stay back for some drivers and I knew I could just, you know, push their door in on some. Mm. Who's your spotter right Taka. now? Taka. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> somebody in your ear then. That's not too bad. Um, so what does he give you? Like, you know, obviously Casey's an easy one, but like anybody else, like what what notes are you going over? Are you going over any videos? Like what's your research like before that? Um, <clears throat> for the most part, there's not a lot of new prospect drivers. And if there mm. there is, I kind of already drove with them from East 10 or Sonoma, stuff like that. Um but for the most part, just watch the old videos from last year, see how they drive, see how they initiate. Um, but that's really about it. Is it is it mostly the initiation that you're looking at? Because like that could really like if somebody does a faint or just a straight in e brake, like obviously that's a your your game plan changes quickly. Yeah. So at New Jersey, Taka told me that Nate Chen really goes out and does like a nasty flick, and then when I went to mm-hmm. go battle him. I'm like, oh, whoa, you really cut in front of me. I'm like, I didn't expect that. And it was just a nasty initiation. So that heads up, I guess, is enough for you to be like, hey, I need to stay back. Like, I can't get side by side with this guy going up into the run up. Yeah, for the most part. Um, it's all about the initiation, I think. If you can kind of understand how most drivers initiate, which there's only like three styles of initiation. Um, you're pretty much dialed from there. Yeah, Nate Nate does have a massive, massive... They look good, he don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. They're, I they're just great. didn't he's expect an incredibly it. talented driver. Yeah, he's such a good driver, but I just didn't expect it to happen. Yeah. Like, it's one of those where, like, you were warned, but you didn't realize, like, how big it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. That's a clip. Sure. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, yeah, okay. So what, what's your, what is your entry style, I guess? Uh, it's like a hydro mix of a little flick, little weight transfer. Something okay. that looks a little stylish, but yet yeah, still a straight line initiation. It's just okay. not a super big flick. I'm not a huge fan to do them. Mm. It, it adds another element it adds another thing to go wrong to yeah you, in my opinion and like by no means am i a talented driver but like for me i'm like why would you add another movement before the movement you need to make but for some guys i think it's a timing thing that like they need to unsettle the car to then get it in yeah it's like i don't know if you're strapped in your car you're part of the car some drivers can just 
feel it and understand it. Uh, other drivers mm-hmm. have to kind of look at where they want to initiate, then go from there, I think. So it's like a feel versus mm-hmm. look thing, in my opinion. Of of all the pro drivers, what would you say your driving style matches the best? Ooh, I don't know. I try to be like a mixture of like the top three drivers, in my opinion. Okay. Dean, Chelsea, Osbo, a flow of those drivers. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... I'm doing a decent job about that. <laughs> I mean, you've won. Technically, you've won a quarter of the event. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> there's only four rounds. Yeah. Hey, hey. St- sometimes you got to use percentages, <laughs> man. They sound better. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, it's, I think it's easy to to try and idolize those guys too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is is if you like, obviously, you talked about James Dean influencing you. Has that been like the that's the guy that you're looking up to, following, inspired to be? Kind of. Uh, his videos, his like uh, his YouTube videos are very informative, I guess. Especially mm-hmm. watching someone's handwork and feet work all in like the same video is so much. And if you can study that and then do it in a car, then you're, you're pretty much winning already. But it's just understanding how doing this does that. Are you watching like a lot of these videos in your free time then? Uh, yeah, for the most part. It's either just videos of the next round or it's handwork videos or it's my handwork on the sim, stuff like that. Okay. What do you, what is your biggest critique for your driving right now then? Like what's the thing you're trying to work on the most? Um, less handbrake. If I can do like the yeah. whole track with like two tugs of the handbrake, then. I feel pretty good. Do you think drivers rely on that as a crutch too much? Um, yeah, but then again, it's your safety stick. So if someone spins out in front of you or if you spin out, then you can save it to, you can use it to save your car and save yourself from the other driver of getting hit or vice versa. I've never heard anybody call it a safety stick before. Really? I am stealing that though. Yeah, I've never heard somebody say that's that. That's a safety stick. <laughs> that's, a, that's a safety stick. Do you have any other fun names for the pedals in the um, car? <laughs> no, I kind of just make it up as I go. <laughs> that's fair, man. If you say it with confidence, no one will question it. It works. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I do agree that like the handbrake can be be an issue. I think... The other one, I haven't seen any of your in-car footage. You should post more of that. Um, the one I see a lot is like hover hands where people don't make like a definitive decision to do something in the yeah. car. They're like a hand will always be just like kind of floating or same thing with feet. Like you'll see it where like right foot will be mashed and then there you'll see the left foot kind of just like floating back and forth. And you're like, hey, like I get that you're trying to be prepared, but like, the hesitancy is what's actually causing the issue. Yeah, I definitely suffer from that a lot just because the safety stick is so fun to grab. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bad, but it's like, oh, it's clips. hesitation, I guess. Like you obviously, yeah. every tra- transition, you want to tug it because it's going to, like you know what the car's going to do and you know how to set the car with the handbrake. But if you mm-hmm. can set the car without handbrake and still be on throttle, kind of like Peter and Dean do, then it, it makes yeah. the driving look so much better from outside of the car, if that makes sense. Well, and it's 
faster too. Like not that we're trying to really get away from people, yeah. but obviously it helps. Like if you're if you're gonna take a transition, I, I mean James talked about it with uh with Irwindale, where like that that one, you know, touch and go or clip or whatever it is. Inner one. You know, doing that doing that in yeah. full throttle. So like that's very different than a lot of guys who come off throttle, e-brake quick, and then get back in. Like you can make up eight to ten feet really quick by just staying on throttle through that. Yeah, it's just knowing your car, knowing what it's going to do. Yeah. Are you happy with this chassis or are you already kind of looking at like, okay, this is great, but... I mean, the Supra, the Pupra is always my dream chassis. I want to build right. a Pupra drift car. I think it would be a fun chassis to learn and experience, you know, drift setup on. Would you do supercharged LS with that as well? Probably, just because I've never seen one. I think every HCK Supra or any Supra just has a B58 or a 2J in it. So it'd be cool to be the first to put an LS in it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I mean, what did uh, Ken? What did Ken have in his? It wasn't a B series. It wasn't a B58. Didn't he have like a? It was weird... probably a GTR motor. <laughs> VR, yeah, something like VR. that, most likely. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I remember it being something different. I mean, I know he's got something interesting in there now too, because it has a very, very unique sound. Yeah. Which like people are like, oh, I don't like it. I'm like, look, I just like anything different. Like, I don't care. I don't care what it is. Yeah. I just don't want an LS or two J sound. Yeah, if you can be a little different, that's cool. But then being different is very expensive. GTR motors, yeah. all of that. It's it's like another and no one nightmare. has spares yeah like yeah. uh what forsberg is dealing with i think he went through what right. two blocks already i want to say something like that this year yeah so it's like is it worth it is that worth i it? mean if you got that nissan money yeah, yeah it's worth i it. guess i want to know <laughs> <laughs> so so on that note like if you had to pick somebody to be sponsored by who who would you pick I don't know. There's so many good sponsors nowadays where any title sponsor would be cool. <laughs> I love the boys at CoreWorks, but a cool title sponsor, Monster, anything like that, RTR, like big, Papa, big Rockstar, yeah. Stuff like that would yeah. be cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, like CoreWorks is great, but like you know that the funding caps out at a very different level yeah. than where a Monster or Red Bull yeah. does. Yeah, Greg's Greg's not rolling, <laughs> but I guess <laughs> I I guess I will say his uh, event recaps are probably I the thing I look forward them. to the most. I love them. Like, why so even good. watch the FD event? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't need to. Don't need to. You got one minute of just Greg yelling into a tiny microphone. It's worth it. They're funny videos, 100%. and they're all you know yeah. true. <laughs> I part of me wants them to be longer form. But I'm also like, I think there's such a beauty in how short they are <clears throat> that if that was five minutes, I'd probably get tired. Yeah. Like 120 seconds would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Like maybe, yeah. Maybe two events minutes. like this where there's so much action packed stuff in one event, like 120 yeah. second video would be worth it. I like to because you know he's not rehearsing any of it. He's That's not, like a one take. It's just all off one his takes. Head. It's insane. Like <laughs> they do like three notes, but that's it. It's yeah. it's he just does everything off off of his head. He is he is a wild yeah. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that 
Uh, yeah, like like you said, a, a big big title sponsor. I figured you'd like roll into TikTok and stuff. I mean, what have you? Do you have? I guess like at what point? I I don't want you to stop shit posting. Don't get me wrong, but like at what point do you think you have to get like serious about that that game? Like, would you just open another account and be like, hey, here's my shit posting account. Here's my racing account. Uh, did you see my profile pictures before? Uh, a few of them. I changed those. <laughs> they were like <laughs> monkeys and cats before. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah. I guess I probably need to change it to myself. I guess it's time. Have, has anybody talked to you about it? Like, yeah. A lot of people. I'm like, oh, fine. If I do well, I'll change it. But if I keep getting knocked out of the top 32, I'm not going to change it. Oh, <laughs> oh that's funny. That's funny. I mean, I don't I don't want you to stop being you at all. And like that's the issue, right? Where it's like people like you for you and what you do, but that's not brand safe, if you will. Yeah, it's like you need to be at like I would like to be at like a corporate level, but I can still get away with a lot of things and sponsors don't mm. care. So far, it's it's pretty nice. I think if you just align yourself with the right people, yeah. like, I mean, like you'd be perfect for like Pit Viper, yeah. right? Like it works. It's, it's that, that fits, you know, your quote unquote brand, yeah. right? Or, or like, you know, there'd be, I don't know, like a meme place of some kind. Like I, I maybe if Vine came back, like that would be a perfect sponsor for you. Or yeah, something. pretty much. I think that's why I work so well with CoreWorks. <laughs> It's because like silly, the, the silliness. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we take things serious, but for the most part, we're all level-headed. Like we're all goofy. <laughs> yeah, I I think there's. I think you could do it though. I really do. Like, it's just a matter of finding the brand that matches your energy, if you will. Yeah, it's like if I have to drive like a corporate-looking car, I'm fine with that. But it's like. I don't know. I still want to be my myself at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I think the moment you have to stop being yourself, like, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, it's like, I already try not to cause any drama, like, especially in the pits. S- stuff like that, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't talk to anyone. But I feel like if, you know, there is a bad crash one day, I feel like I'm definitely getting blown up on internet on the internet does the denofa situation like give you pause about that then like is that one of those you saw that and you're like shit that could have been me no because i would still just laugh about it if like if you're coming over to my pit to talk shit about me i'm winning that's just mm. that's my opinion like don't get me wrong denofa is a driver and he always has been but i don't know if you're is it? Uh, it's a really weird situ- situation. We, I mean, we don't have to like go into that one, but is it? Is it one of those? I know we came back. Yeah. To it, uh, is it one of those? Like, I'm now getting you to take time out of your day to come here to do this. Yeah, I guess. But like, like, let's removing the the Denofa situation, but like, kind of going back towards the trolling. Like, is that? Is that like the feeling you get out of it? Is like, haha, made you react. So. My goal is like, I don't want to troll someone and, you know, make them feel bad. I don't want to bring, you know, negativity towards them per se. I want to like troll about the whole situation. 
So everyone's getting the same amount of hate, I guess. <laughs> it's like... It like neutralizes Yeah, it, basically. Right? So it's like, I'm just going to joke about the situation more than I place sides. Even if mm. your side is right, I'm still going to joke about the whole thing. And I mean, really, most of these, minus a few very crazy things, most serious situations as a society, we end up joking about a couple years after anyway. Not even, yeah. I mean, not even while it's happening. Look at the sub situation. Ocean like, Gate, yeah. Whole, yeah, yeah. They literally named that themselves. But like, am I happy that people die? No, no. obviously not. Obviously that's, not. That's terrible. But the fact that like, the amount of humor that came out of that situation. A lot of memes. But yeah. So, <laughs> not since Pokemon Go has the world been this united around one cause. <laughs> like, That's a good take. That's a good take right there. <laughs> I don't know the last time that like we've had a, a situation that we could all just vent and like be positive about when it was... <laughs> a bad situation always has a positive outcome. <laughs> yeah, even if it's just meme. Humor. Yeah, yeah it, it still counts. Yeah. That's uh, I it's a very you have a kind of a refreshing take on it cuz you like you're looking at you're inviting negativity but like like only looking at it in a positive light. Yeah. So now now I'm just curious what's going to happen knock on wood if something actually shit happens to you where like like even even the Miata and the Hurricane though you lost an incredible car and you're still making jokes about it because, like, what else do you do, right? Uh, you have to look at the bigger picture in life. For the most part, everything can be replaced except life. So it's like, even though something did blow up out of proportion, everything's still going to be calmed in the end, I want to say. Mm, it'll all come back yeah. around, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah. Th this too shall pass. Yeah. Huh. I, it's refreshing, man. Like I'm, I'm somebody who uh, goes out of their way not to cause any sort of drama on the internet. Right? I'm the complete opposite of you, and that's why I'm so fascinated by it. It's like I'll cause a little, but then I'll try and like tone it down if it gets like too bad. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's just one of those things. Yeah, something to do too. Yeah, where it's like. I don't know, especially for me, it's really hard to like get me going. Like I'm very, I'm a very level-headed person, so it's like you can't really get me too angry or too mad or anything like that, too happy. But as a as a driver, like that's a huge positive. Yeah, right. Because you're not going to get flared up in the car because of a situation. You're like, okay, well, next thing. Right? Yeah, on the drive to the uh, ceremony. With uh, Andy was driving the golf cart. Bruski was on the back. Andy was on the back, and Andy just looks at me. It's like, why aren't you smiling right now? Like, why aren't you happy? Like, you just won your first round, your second round of FD. Like, why aren't you showing any emotion? I'm like, uh, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it took until you were like there with the trophy. Like, is that when it kind of hit you? Um. It hit me a little bit right there. Like, okay, I won. But it's like, I don't know. Like, I care. It's cool and all. But 
the like I just want to drive my car as much as possible, and the only way you drive your car as much as possible is if you win. So that is a solid point. I just want to drive my. You get car. the most amount of battles. Yeah. You get the most amount of battles if you make it to the finals. Yeah, I, I just want to drive my car and hopefully drive it for free one one day. <laughs> do you, do you find that this happens to you a lot? Like not truly appreciating a situation until. Because that's how I am. Like, yeah. And it's very hard to explain to people. Like, I didn't... It didn't hit me that I had a kid until my son's first birthday. It took an entire year for me to actually be like, oh shit, he's not going anywhere. This is mine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you got him for like <laughs> 17 more I, years. I, I was standing with my dad and like, I kind of like looked at my dad. I'm like, that's my son. He's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, like that one's mine. He's like, yeah. And like, he's not going anywhere. He's like, not if you do everything right. And I'm like, holy shit. And he's like, did it just hit you? I'm like, yep. It took an entire year to the day for me to, for me, me to accept, yeah. not accept. That's the wrong word. But yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it'll hit later, but I just want to drive yeah. my car. That's Have it. you done anything with the trophy? Like, is it, did you? Uh, it's right. It's you got it? above me right now on my little mail shelf. It's, uh, I can't With, really uh, show you. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We know what it yeah. looks like. It's carbon yeah. fiber, but yay bag. Stinks of old champagne. Yeah. And Rockstar. Rockstar yeah. in your case. Yeah. <laughs> Did you drink out of it? Uh, it doesn't open. Oh, it's the, right. Like, yeah, the it's not the ones. open Yeah, ones. it's not like the couple one like the pro right, drivers right. get. They need, to, they need to do that. They need to make it open. Yeah, Simon Olsen in there. posted his, uh, his trophy. He said... I said, uh, your trophy looks a lot cooler than mine. Can we switch? <laughs> Did he accept? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Those trophies look cooler in my opinion. They're, it's like a big <coughs> cup. But Yeah, like the open, yeah. like the fluted one, right? Yeah. And you can drink out of exactly. it. That's great. <laughs> you could have drank out of your shoe. I mean, that seems to be what everyone's doing no. now. Uh-uh. That's no? an old shoe. Uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to find you something. Maybe it's your hat or something. They do funnels out of your hat. Yeah, the bucket hat. <laughs> right, I forgot you got the yeah. bucket hat. And you wear that non-ironically. You were a fan of the bucket hat? Yeah. Uh, when I won my license, I was wearing a bucket hat, so I might as well just bring it back. Yes, the lean only, into the headwear, man. I'm telling you right the now. The only event I didn't wear it was when I had car issues at Catch My Drift and uh, Round One Atlanta. Are you superstitious? I'm not. Like, is this what you're like, I don't know. Maybe I need to start wearing it. I think so. I mean, there are multiple people that have, have been known Ken Gushi for his visor. I mean, this is this is a common trend. I don't know why people are so, you know, <laughs> hard on me about the teal toque thing. Like, hey, I'm not the first. I won't be the last. So I think I think you just you need to rock the bucket hat from now on. I think so. <laughs> I'll get you, I'll get you stickers printed. If you can. If you can promise me that you're going to wear that at every okay. round, I will get you little, little, you tell me what bucket hat you buy. And then like, I got little toques made okay. as stickers. I don't know if I gave you one. You did. I will go get those made for you. <laughs> okay. Deal. All right, cool. You send me what hat it is and, and, and then we'll do that. It'll deal. Be like the battle of the hats. <laughs> so what are you, what, what round coming up are you most excited for? Utah. Obviously only two left. Utah. Yeah, Utah. I was, I was. I was cooking at the Red Atlanta during practice. I was flying down that hill. I just want to see how fast I can go at Utah. 
Any any predictions? You think you can break over a hundred? Uh, I did the. I don't know if this is right, but looking back at the GoPro footage in Road Atlanta, I was hitting like high one hundred eight. I can I can believe yeah. that. Yeah, because I had no wheel speed going up to the initiation, so I just did it from where the RPM is, then tire size, all of that. So it calculated mm-hmm. to like one hundred eight. So it was around there. I know, I know some pros definitely in that level, and depending on how. Like as long as you're not spinning the wheels off the line, they're like yeah, it just comes down to the wheel spin. Yeah, so, so I don't know. I think Utah definitely over one ten. I think it'd be cool to hit one ten. That would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I still keep. I, I feel like a broken record. I keep pushing them to do it backwards. I'd love to see that layout backwards. That would be interesting. I think it would be start with the big bang. Yeah, but it's not a bank. Like start with that big corner. And like I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're gonna scrub a bunch of speed. And I'm like, look how much speed you scrub in Utah now. Yeah. Why not start the run with the biggest corner and end on the shortest corner? I think it would flow about the same. I don't think it would be a big difference in my opinion. I just don't want to have to walk all the way out to hot pits anymore. Did you, I guess you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't, did you attend any event before FD? Like if you, were you ever at an FD event before? Um, FD 2020, I went to Red Atlanta with my mom. Okay. And, uh, we watched, I think, top 16 up until, like, top four. Then we left because she had a broken foot at the mm. time. Didn't want to fight traffic. Yeah, either. yeah. So that was my first ever FD event. That was my only mm. FD. I've, yeah, that was my only FD event I've ever attended was one. Then the Jesus. rest of them were <laughs> me driving. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're a wild case. Yeah. That is for sure. You, you, you do not meet the normal criteria of being this good at this no. part, which is which is awesome, which I'm so happy to see. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah I, know, I get it. <laughs> uh, I try and be humble. So if if you if you got your pro license, would you make that jump or would you do another year? Um I would probably make the jump. Hope for the best. Yeah. Just- yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the only way you can do it nowadays. I think prospective pro is such a big jump. Um, yeah. Like, hats off to Robert Thorne for doing it because it's such a big jump where I don't think a prospect car, no, I know a prospect car cannot hang with pro cars nowadays. Like, it's, I think it's such a big, big jump. Mm. I think, I mean, a, a lot of it's just, I, I was trying to, who the hell was I talking to about it? It was somebody who made the jump recently, but it wasn't Robert Thorne. And they're talking about like, oh, the biggest difference is like, you have to be perfect in lead in chase. Yeah. Like there is no, there is no having one spot you need to work on. Everything needs to be excellent all the time. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, or for the most part, um, for the most part, I mean, leads and chases are completely different, but if you can get your lead down, your chase is going to be fine. It's just getting that lead lap down. And it's so hard because everyone will line up in the lead line and no one will be in chase. So I just did mm. a bunch of chases at New Jersey. I mean, it paid off. <laughs> I, would, I would argue to say you you won that event on your chase. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that your leads were bad. Like There were a couple of guys that I, I do think like had a better lead yeah. than you did. But the fact that you just were a shadow on all of them the entire run yeah. and the timing of your transitions between one and two 
is probably what shocked me the yeah. most. Like you, you had some very high level anticipation as to when and how to transition. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> are, are you looking, are you, are you looking for anything in that? Or like, what do you, I guess like, what do you owe that to? Um, Rome Charpentier really helped me out with that. I did like a tandem mm. drift day with Rome and Taka and uh, it was just a whole day of just actually learning how to tandem and not, you know, just kind of throwing myself out out in pro-am and tandeming with someone, I guess. So that day with Rome really, really, really helped. He is a scary good driver too. He's like, such a good driver. It's, it's, he, he is one of, if, if, if I try to like get people into drifting or like to show people like, Hey, if you really put everything into it, here's the success story to look at. Rome is probably. In. Yeah. Uh, the, I think it was a practice in St. Louis. It was him and Osvo and Osvo was chasing him and his transitions at St. Louis was just perfect. And it was just mm -hmm. such a good lead lap by Rome. And it was such a good chase lap by Osbo, where it looked like a final battle. So it's like, I want to be that good one day. Th those moments are like magical. Yeah. Like to watch that where it looks like the two drivers are almost sharing a brain. Like that's the only way I can explain it. Like that's what the finals look like is, is two drivers sharing a brain. It's like watching uh, Warhouse drive together back in the day. <sighs> Dude. It, yeah, I I literally got goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. Just in that, like, as soon as you, because it was like that was. I don't I don't want to say like that was the best we've ever seen because I would say there's been better battles since. But holy shit, for three years, man, we were spoiled. Yeah, that was like I just go back and watch because I wasn't like I didn't know of drifting at the time, so I never got to like truly experience it as it was happening. Mm -hmm. So I have to go back and rewatch all of the old videos, and it, it's just. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it was a it was I feel like an old man. It was a wild time back then. Like yeah, <laughs> I try not to say old man shit, but it comes out like I can't help it. I don't know what it is. I'm telling you, you cross thirty and just like things come out of your mouth where you don't even know that you're old. And I know at thirty, I'm not that old, but like there's there is there is very much a gap between. Yeah, you. I'm just gonna put yeah. that right there. So <laughs> you're like, yeah, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with your knees. <laughs> I know. I turned 20 uh, the 5th of September, so a few weeks before Utah, and mm. I'm dreading it. <laughs> That's fine. Is, is there like a, a younger drinking age anywhere in the States where you can start drinking at 20? Uh, only Canada, really. Canada and Mexico. 19. Come on up, buddy. Yeah. Let me know. <laughs> You you make it to Detroit, I'll get you the rest okay, of the way. Okay, for sure. <laughs> yeah, one of my crew guys is uh, from Calgary, I believe. Oh, yeah. really? So I fly him in huh. and out. Damn, that's a that's a hike for yeah. sure. That's real Canada. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm in bitch Canada. <laughs> like that's real Canada. Yeah, he sends me a photo, and he's like in the middle of the woods. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm now I'm curious. I have to get, I have to stop it and say hi and speak some Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, anything else you want to cover, talk about? We just did like an hour and a half. I don't even know if you realized that. I didn't. Um, ah. I don't know. That's really about it. Yeah. Any shout outs? Anybody you want to, you know, or are you just like, nah, I owe it all to yeah. me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Obviously, parents, Kona, 
Coreworks, people like that. My crew guys are awesome. I met all of my crew guys on the sim, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's the one sick. from Canada. One was actually not too far from me in Atlanta. Then the other one was actually in my hometown in Naples, Florida. It's just I randomly Wild. found those guys. It's like, whoa, that's weird. Mm. Like it's way too weird. Hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Same thing, man. Like going back to it. It's weird how yeah. shit lines up. So Cool. Uh, and then where can everybody follow you? I'll put links down in the Yeah, just at the, Cole Richards the description with stuff. a Z. Yes, of course. Yeah. The S was taken. Put the Z in there. Yeah, I wanted the S. It would, would have been perfect, but it was taken. Let's find him. And yeah, I emailed him. or I DM'd him and he didn't respond back, so. You don't want, you don't want none of that Cole Richards. No. You want, yeah. you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard bad things about that. Yo, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Nah, you're good. You're good. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad we got to do this. Um, congratulations once again. For hopefully sure. it hits you yeah. soon and you can like, you know, appreciate it a bit more. Um, hopefully this gives you like some, you know, media training, get you out of your bubble hopefully, a little bit. Yeah. You don't have to be don't have to be shy around me. Feel free to stop me. You know, that'll be that'll be your goal. If you see me in uh in St. Louis, you can stop in. I'll and just say, say hi. hi and leave. Yeah. Just, just wave and yeah, That's away. what I do. Yeah. I just like then I just walk away. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, I'll, I'll make sure to stop by the pits, meet you, and spend a little bit more time than just throwing a box at your face and say, hey, get ready for a podcast. For sure. so. Cool. Um, well, thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. Thanks again, Cole, for, for coming on. Um, I, th- I do think there's going to be some fun clips out of this, <laughs> that's for sure. It's always my favorite part. I don't even cut the clips. An editor, Kyle, our editor, does oh, yeah. it. And I'm I'm shocked as to what I say most of the time. Yeah. So. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Thanks again for everybody for listening, uh, and watching, uh, let us know who you want to have on next. Is there anybody you want, who should I interview? You tell me, is there anybody you want to see? You did Turk. Um, I did. You didn't do Rome yet. No, I, him and I've been talking. We're, we're, we're scheming a little bit. So he's trying to, we're trying to pair it up with some cool shit going on. I don't want to like blow up his spot. So it may not come out till later in the season, but that is not, that is specifically due to strategy. So I think Roman Odie, Odie would be cool. I very much want to have Odie on. I've had a lot of conversations with him. So I think that Dylan was cool. I Uh, like that podcast a lot. It was so much fun, dude. He was so, he was so cool. Uh, Yeah, but cool. I will, I will, (laughs) I have the next one already booked. We're recording that on Monday. So that one's filled in. And then I think that puts me two weeks from now, basically right before St. Louis. Yeah. So Odie's going to have to wait a couple of weeks. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, Odie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Who am I to think that like, yeah, okay, Odie, yeah, you're going to have to wait a bit, but um, <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again, dude. Thanks everybody for listening and watching. Um, let us know in whatever, wherever you see this comment, let me know who you want to have on next. Uh, I will try and take a poll. Maybe we'll actually do something with that information. Or I'll ignore it completely. One of the two. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know how else to end this. Anything else from here? Are you no, good? I'm good. Cool. All right. We'll talk to everybody soon. Oh, oh no. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. 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 Oh, bo